Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, we are very blessed to have the bubbly and vivacious Iman Gaddy joining us. Thank you for joining us, Iman. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us, what what do you do? What has you all excited and passionate? Oh, well, I am a life coach and a speaker. I've published three books, and I get very excited to help people really tap into who they are. And I kind of think of myself as a spiritual coach, like someone who helps people, you know, motivate their self-esteem, their mindset, and their self-worth and really ramp them up for life. Well, that is definitely very much needed. So what got you into doing that? I feel like it's it wasn't a straight line like most things. <laughs> I don't think straight lines exist, dear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I always had this desire to help other people because I grew up needing a whole lot of help. And so, you know, having been orphaned at six years old, I grew up in uh, different homes and just sort of bounced around like a pinball. And I think by the time I figured myself out through all kinds of guidance, therapy and help that I received from the many generous folks I know, um, I think I realized that there was so much that I could offer because I had learned the long, hard way how to sort of bounce back from, you know, trauma and grief recovery and and just making the most of a life and actually being successful and whatever that means to you. And um, I, I felt obligated, to be honest, to help other people to do that because it just felt like it was too much juicy, good stuff to keep to myself. Well, and the best teachers are the ones that you're going, um, I've not the ones that I point, I've heard about this and I've read right. about this or I've seen this. It's the ones that have been through the battle zones and right. come out successfully on the other side. So kudos for you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I think it felt like if I could just heal myself, figure this out and actually be able to have my own business and my family and feel happy most of the time and, and, and feel like I'm moving forward most of the time, um, then I think I feel like I can help other people do the same thing. And what's your family situation? I am married to my husband, Jeff. We've been married for three years, and we have a little girl who's almost two, and her name is Raphael. Oh, a two-year-old. Oh, I remember those days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, super fun, because she's now 
not just like a, you know, like when they're just so small, they're just like a little potato. They don't move. But now she's running around touching everything. And she's very clever. And she's very, you know, she mimics you. And so you realize what kind of attitude you have. It's very humbling. Oh, it, it, it's quite shocking to see see a, like a tiny little version of you going, oh, man, I'm in for it as she gets older. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's very funny. Very, yeah. Very strong willed, which I... I'm encouraging and also shuddering in private. Yeah. Yeah. It's how, how do you balance? Like, yeah, you want to, you want to encourage that and, and, and the strength and that. And it's like, how is this going to complicate my life? Yeah. I want you to be strong willed, just not to me. Yeah. Just not to me. It never works that way, does it? <laughs> no. It's like, be a leader out there. But when you're yeah. at home, follow everything I say. <laughs> well, if you can get that to happen, you let me know. Okay. Yeah. I probably could be, yeah, very famous about writing a book about that. So with with your very interesting background growing up and stuff like that, what were some of the first lessons that you learned about money? Oh, gosh, um, that it was very hard to come by. And it was very interesting because my birth family, you know, was middle class. So we did OK. You know, it wasn't I didn't notice anything, I had everything I needed and that kind of stuff, like really the way I think children ought to be raised is that they don't have <laughs> pressure financially they don't yep. feel any kind of pressure right so I felt that for six years which is great I mean you only remember probably when you're five or six so I probably only remembered a couple of years of that and then when I w went to foster care it was dire I was living with people that really didn't know anything about money I know one family I lived with for the longest were the worst and they I mean we didn't have electricity sometimes we didn't have food a lot we had to use the you know, the services in, in Edmonton here and, and really the food bank and United Way services. So there was, it was, they didn't even have a bank account. Like these people just, it was just so dire. So I learned, I heard a lot about how hard it was to work and how hard it was to have money. So you really got to go through basically the spectrum of, okay, normal and everything's good. Yeah. And, oh my goodness. How do we survive? Exactly. Like desperate times for, you know, being nine years old and having to have a ice cold shower in candlelight because you don't have hot water or electricity. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really dire. So um, it's funny because I'm only 38. I grew up in the 80s, and 90s. And I feel like when I say it, it sounds like 1902. Hearing about my my father-in-law growing, growing up in very, very northern Alberta and having yeah. in, a, in a solid in, in, in a log cabin with literally a sod roof. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's how it feels. And it'll probably sound like that to my children. Right. But um, it really didn't need to be that way. And no one else I knew really was struggling that way. So I did learn how some people suffered. And I remember thinking this can't be right. I didn't have a lot of faith in the people who were struggling. So it helped for me not to take those beliefs as my own. So, so how did, how did you battle those beliefs from, like you said, being in a situation as, as, as a child where you don't have the control and learning such harsh lessons on what happens when you don't take care of things? Yeah. I, I made it a non-negotiable. I remember turning 18, which felt like a very big miracle. And uh, I was like, I remember looking in the mirror going, wow, we did it. <laughs> we, we're still here. This has been a really long ride. Can I get off now? Um, and I remember moving out and getting my own place. And it felt so frightening because all I could think was, oh, gosh, I don't want to live with whatever this trauma, like the money issue and all that on my own. 
And the funny thing was, so I became very hardworking and that was sort of how I countered that. And also non-negotiables. I said to myself, there will never in my life come a day where I do not pay something like pay my bills or because that was, I witnessed them making bad choices, buying alcohol and cigarettes. I mean, these people never were without cigarettes, right? So I knew that they were making poor choices. And so I became very disciplined actually very early because I, I lived in such suffering. So um, when I was 18, I, wor- I went to college and I worked, at, you know, at Tim Hortons and I worked every weekend and I made sure I had all my bills. Would As soon as I got them, I never even let them touch my desk. It was like paid, 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 <sighs> like that kind of person. So it was probably over the top. Like I was so afraid. It was coming from a fearful place of lack, not, you know, being afraid of lack. So. But totally understandable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fully, fully understandable. Because and and what you'll see with a lot of people when when they'll go when you have kids that go through situations like that, some will do what you do and go completely the opposite way. And yeah, I'm gonna work really hard and be very very conscious and like you said, pay everything and 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 live in that. And then there's others that go, okay, this isn't a big deal, and they just follow in in the footsteps of what they've learned, and it's really quite interesting. So yeah. So you've been you're married now and you have you have a daughter. How mm-hmm. how do you find that? Because um, I'm assuming your husband did not have quite the same circumstances no. as you, because most people haven't. Right. Oh gosh. Thankfully not. Um, he grew up in a beautiful way, just really loving people who were normal and you know were hardworking people that um, taught him great skills and and things like that. So uh, we are a lovely compliment to each other because I've, I've got the street cred, I think, you know, I got the real, it's so funny, you know, it's a bit unnecessary now the way, you know, growing up the way I grew up, I have this sort of, I don't know, street smarts that I don't really need as much anymore, right? Because I live in this beautiful, yeah. <laughs> easy life, but I'm uh, very privileged now. And so he never worried about money. For him, it's this magical thing that you just get because it's, why wouldn't you? And it's kind of funny. Like, I remember thinking, what is wrong with this person? Like, he just never had, he doesn't have this fearful, dire straits way about money. And he's, it's so nice. It's refreshing, but I thought it was odd. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything that we're not used to is odd. Yeah, here. exactly. Right. I thought, so you're not, af- you know, afraid of not having. And he said, no, I always have more than enough. I was like, wow. Okay. Well, I like that. So let's do that together. So with, with with your daughter, like yes, she's still very young and stuff. But like you said, she's she's smart and she's getting into into mm. things and stuff. Has she started to um, show any interest in money or anything like that? No, I mean I don't think she would know what it is. I mean she thinks money looks cool if you leave it lying around. You well, know, Canadian like, money's beautiful. Yeah, it's so colorful and things like that. And luckily you can't rip it anymore. So um, no, I mean she's making me more conscious of money because she requires it yep. <laughs> <laughs> and everywhere we go she doesn't understand so you know we were just out this morning and we were at a little shop and you know she's always grabbing stuff and like let's just take this home type thing and so it's kind of funny because I'm sure a lot of first-time parents can recognize you want to give your kid everything but at the same time you you, you know it's kind of you don't want it. you're like I want it. I want you to have everything with all the lessons of having nothing that's yeah. what I really want. How, how can I balance that out? <laughs> I want you to like have the lessons of appreciation that I have without the torture and trauma that I have. Would that be okay? So, yeah, no, no noticing anything about, you know, really money. Cause I think she's luckily 
doesn't have to when she's too small. Yes. Well, uh, so, some kids, because with, I, I don't know if she gets to watch TV or anything like that, but because our, our culture yes. is so, um, like, kids' shows are basically half-hour-long commercials. And so That's true. They go out, they go, oh, can I have this toy that goes along with the TV show or different things like that? Yes. Well, she... She has quite the collection of things, yes. So she she has a lot of toys, and it's funny how you go from none to a million, and then oh, they breed in the dark. Don't be careful when you yeah. The door. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting more action than you are. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So I think she's noticing, you know, acquiring things and toys and like how to get things like that, and when you really want something like. And so it's kind of a funny thing for, for me to have this other person that's adding, you know, that I would never have gotten all these things. Like I would go to the store without looking at these things. So it's kind of a new way of budgeting. I've kind of had to realign. How do we do this? Right. Like I said, you don't want to, you want to give them a lot, but you don't want to spoil them in a way that's ungrateful. And so, so those, those are wonderful things. So as your daughter gets older and stuff, how, how do you think that you're going to try and do that? Like have her, like be able to spoil her without spoiling her. Mm-hmm. Like, I think gratitude is a really important thing for me and my husband. And we talk about gratitude all, a lot uh, every day. We, we try to come up with all the things that we're really grateful for. And I really want, and we do a lot of charity work. So we have a lot of causes near to our hearts and um, around women overcoming domestic violence and people who are, you know, homeless and, and mental illness. So a lot of things that are really important to us, the Christmas Bureau, uh, my in-laws have been part of that for, I think, 40 years, you know, and and helping bring fortune to those who don't have it as easily. So we want to make sure our daughter is part of that and showing her how different people live and how it can be for some people and that we need to always be very mindful of how we live so that we can appreciate it and also the more we have, the more we can share with other people. Yeah, well, I, I, I like that, the fact that you said, like, your in-laws have been volunteering and doing stuff like that for 40 years. So they must have mm-hmm. started when when your husband was quite young doing that. So he grew yes. up that way. That's right. He's very charitable. and They have just the re- really big hearts. And so we're always, I mean, I don't know if I've met anyone else. They're the nicest people I've ever met, like, their family. And people that are so generous that would do anything. And, and every person that they know has benefited from their friendship so I think that's such a beautiful humbling experience to be around people like that because I grew up very different where people were very selfish and and very um just horrible right like just opposite the people who probably took advantage of people like that and so it makes me you know feel really warm to know that my daughter will have this amazing foundation well those those are great role models to have because Mm -hmm. you said Everybody has benefited from from knowing them. They're the type of people, as I'm sure you, well, I know you for sure, <laughs> and, and your husband are the type of people that you guys make the place better. Thank you. Just by being there. And that's that's one of the things that I've been working so hard over the years to be um, teaching my, my daughter and now my, my niece on, okay, how can we be ourselves and Mm. make the world better for the people Mm. around us. And it's sometimes it's sometimes it's just the smallest things. And then there's other times where we can do bigger stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And and I think that 
really important thing is to be able to understand the powerful impact you have when you do small stuff too. And so not to wait until you can only do the big stuff. And I think that's what I want to teach my daughter. Just like when I started feeding homeless people, you know, six years ago, I just went downtown and just started walking around and giving people lunches. And now it's turned into coats and shoes and, you know, gloves and socks and food and toiletries. And and it's so beautiful because I want one day for her to participate in that and see that they're just like us and we're no better or no worse. Um, We're just more fortunate, right? Yeah. Circumstances can wreak wreak havoc. Yes. One thing can slip and everything falls apart. So we don't know where we're going to end up. We just do our best. Right. Yeah. And like you said, I like how you, you, the the small things, you start where you are with what you have and Mm -hmm. and things like just giving somebody that looks like they're down and out, like saying hi and giving them a smile rather than like hiding your face and like, please, please don't talk to me type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Humanity. Right. And um, when I was pregnant, I was so overwhelmed with generosity from our community and how supportive our family is and that we didn't want for anything and um, very different from how I grew up and so we decided to sponsor you know 10 women who were single mothers who had found themselves pregnant uh, before 20 and we decided to give them a year's worth of items and so to help them with their babies right so that's something that just felt good is like I have so much and I can give back so much at this time. And so we, you know, these women were just completely shocked and brought to tears and wondering, why would you do this? That's what everyone kept asking. Why would you do this? And I said, honey, I am almost 40 years old having my first baby. You are a child having your first baby. Yeah. Very different circumstances. <laughs> but also I'm crapping my pants over here. So I can't imagine <laughs> what you feel like. I'm over here like prepared and also dying of like fear and you must either be too young to know how scared you should be or you're so scared you just have to keep going on so it was you know stuff like that I really want to show my daughter that we are powerful people that we are you know we mean something to the world and that we are here to help and we're here to do really great things and um, part of that is to make sure our ducks are in a row (laughs) Well, we, we, we keep we keep herding the ducks. Ducks never stay yeah. in a row. Yeah, exactly. We can we can herd them in a general direction. <laughs> yeah. At least if you can have a solid fence. There you go. So if you can make if you and your husband can make sure that your daughter learns three lessons Ooh. so when she moves out that you that you feel that you've taught her what is important about money, mm-hmm. what three lessons would you want her to get? <sighs> okay, well you gotta make more than you spend. Uh, I know that sounds obvious, but most people aren't living that way. Um, <laughs> that there, I really want her to understand abundance, that there is a lot of money in the world. There really is a lot of money. And it is something that people make. It is like a man-made thing. It is not diamonds, right? So it is uh, money is a thing that people make and that you are allowed to earn. Because I think for me, coming from a place of lack, I really want to make sure she understands abundance and that there is an opportunity to be creative and, and do things that you love and you don't have to do things that you hate to get money. Yeah. Um, which is what I was really taught as, a, as growing up was that you had to do things you hate. And I thought, well, that sounds horrible. I don't want to sign up for that. Um, <laughs> right. And so I, but I did for a long time work at places I just thought you had to. So, and then to, I guess, so there's like abundance, there's making more than you spend and, Treating it like energy, 
How so? What do you mean when you say that? Understanding that it's it's an energy exchange. So when you want to buy something, make sure it's something that you really want. Like it's something that means something to you, not necessarily frivolous or because other people think it looks cool. I'm not a big fan of having a car that other people think is great but cripples me to own or, you know, that kind of thing. So I think just understanding that it gets you things but not for things' sake. You know what I mean? Not for other people's sake. It's for you. This is your money and you get to spend it. I think personally, North America, people are always trying to look like they have a lot more money, I find, than oh, yeah. um, than they do, right? And there's no shame in owning a older car or living in a smaller home so that you can do other things maybe in your life as opposed to trying to keep up with the Jones and having a home and a car that well, the Joneses are miserable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> miserable and broke. Yeah. yeah, like you don't even want to hang out with the Jones, right? So, like, why are you trying to keep up with them? They're crazy. Yeah, so uh, just teaching her that money money is energy. And so we want to put it, our energy into things that we really, really appreciate and really enjoy. Well, I, I love that. Good. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the many things that I've I've been getting through this is talking to – the many people that I've talked to doing the podcast over the years and just the different ways that some people will look at it and it's just, Oh, I really like that. Yeah. It's fun to talk about money. And I think I like talking about finances and, and hearing how other people process them in their own lives. Well, we need to share the information and we need to get over the taboo of talking about money. Yes. That's a good point. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. It was great having you on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fun, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fun Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit FinancialFun.ca.